0: morning everybody it's your man patience i'm here with my co-host mike mike say what up to the people yo yo what's up my people yeah yeah and y'all know what it is it's time for another episode of sabbath sneakers man and this is our 2020 2020 year-end review show, Mike. Man, 2020 was... I don't even know
1: what word to describe it, bro. Stupid. Nah, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> sure most people that they first thought 2020 was... Oh, my goodness. Like, it's too many <laughs> adjectives to use for 2020.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man. So what we're going to do, like, today's show will not be exhaustive, but we're going to touch on three major incidents that happened this year that affected us not only uh, nationally but as a global community and uh, we're going to give our thoughts man and uh, as always we invite you guys to follow us uh, on Instagram and if you have any thoughts about our show today make sure you post it there and we'll reply to you man and we'll continue to keep the conversation going but we want to get into this man all right so listen Everybody started 2020, 2020 Vision. I'm sure there was club flyers up 2020 mm-hmm. Vision and all of this stuff. So, Everybody was excited. You know oh, what I mean? Had
1: 2020 Vision as a vision board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you already know, man. Everybody I've never was rounding on, on that.
1: 2020 vision. I never preached a sermon saying 2020. I didn't like it. It was cheesy. I didn't like it. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, bro, listen. If, if people only
0: knew how true that was going to be, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I think, I think when they were saying 2020 vision, I think they had a different understanding. I'm sure a lot of people was thinking like, yo, you know, this, the year where everything becomes clear in my life. I'm going to, I'm gonna recognize who my bae is gonna be. I'm gonna finally see what business I'm supposed to start. I'm gonna finally see that the name, the title for that book I'm gonna write. I'm Mm -hmm. finally gonna see, you know, things like that. But man, listen, I'm gonna tell you straight up, God showed us some different things here in 2020, man. Mm -hmm. And, And Mike, we didn't even get like through January when we got hit with the first major one, man. And and, and for me, it's kind of different, which was um, and, and we'll talk about that event. And that event was the death of Kobe Bryant, which happened on January 26, uh, 2020, man. And it kind of set a tone for the year. And, and, and for me, I say it was different because it was the exact same day, man. And as and, and far as I remember, man, according to the uh, the report that I received, you know, it was a matter of hours apart, you know, between when I lost my brother you know, and then uh, finding out that Kobe died. So, you know, uh, we was together, you know, that day, you know, at the church and everything. And uh, but, you know, when I got that news, I, that, I promise it just my mind just kind of went numb and, and 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 it wasn't until I got home, you know, and everything after I shared the news and everything and, and, and you guys prayed for me. It wasn't until I got home that I found out about Kobe, man. And, and, and bro, I had to tell my wife to turn the TV off because I, I just mm-hmm. couldn't. It was too much. I couldn't process it. I couldn't even allow my mind because I was still trying to, you know, deal and wrestle with my own grief and trying to put put pieces together and still in that state of denial. You know, you go through those those Mm -hmm. stages of grief, man. So Mm -hmm. it was it was a it was a day that felt like, you know, my mind, I don't know if you ever had this. I'm sure you have, man, because, you know, going through life, man, you lose people and loved ones and people that are close to you. But where your mind kind of goes into protection mode, so it starts to shut things off so you can't continue to take things in you know what i mean so my mind just felt like it just went numb that day so i heard that kobe had died and everything but i didn't really get a chance to process that until much later man so so how was it for you bro
1: man bro like yeah rest in peace to your brother man like um yeah like you said we were we were together that day at church and it was just when when you shared the news with us you know all of our hearts sunk and we were like you know such a such a painful thing i hadn't had the privilege of meeting your brother but I know you yeah. so well, so I know I, knew, I know I knew him through you, so I know he was a good man. So it just, For sure. like you said, the atmosphere of just grief and, and, and despair was just already there. And I remember getting home that day, and one of my good friends back, back home in New York called me and said, yo, bro, Kobe passed. I was like, well, shut up and stop calling me. with right. You my days are already crazy. Like, don't call me with this nonsense. He's like, yo, no, bro, I'm serious. Look on ESPN. And I saw, you know, Kobe passed away and and his beautiful daughter Gianna and the the, uh, seven other uh, people in the, in the plane crash. And I just, like, I just sat in my chair, just like in a state of shock, like Kobe passed. And then I started calling all my, all my friends because I got a lot of friends who are really, really diehard Kobe fans. If you know Kobe fans, like they're super diehard. Like you can't. Help <laughs> for them. sure. So you know, we just started processing it, and same thing. Like you were saying, I was watching so much stuff, and I just turned it off. And I remember the last thing I watched, and I was getting ready to go to my one of my friend's house, who is a big uh, Kobe fan, and I was watching Doc Rivers' interview. Yeah. I think it was a post game interview, and Doc Rivers just started crying. Bro, I mm. went in the car. I was getting ready for. Him. My wife was getting the kids ready. Bro, I was in the car crying like a baby. Mm, I, wow. I, I don't know Kobe personally, but I, yo, it, it, I believe, in, and I love how you described it as, you know, it was a community loss, like a global loss. Like, Kobe was yeah. really a global icon. and he just was. And just really quickly, for me, my, my relationship to the, my fandom of Kobe Bryant is kind of, like, interesting because 96, you know, he comes in the league young kid, kind of spunky, all his energy, you know, went against your played like Jordan, that, even did interviews like Jordan. But Absolutely. Me being a Reggie Miller fan and a Pacer fan, you know, I, you know that was my team. And, you know, back in that time in the 90s and stuff, we didn't care about no other. It was rivalries for real, for real. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. on my my team, then we hate every player there. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I didn't really know too much about Kobe other than, you know, young player. So the two thousand the Pacers played the Lakers in the finals, Kobe and Shaq. And so, you know, Jalen Rose kind of always famously talks about how he injured Kobe. So, Kobe didn't really get to be that much of a factor in that series. Reggie did his thing. And of course, my Pacers lost. But when my Pacers lost, I was like, oh, well, I hate Shaq and Kobe. Like, I don't care about none of them. <laughs> like, so I don't care about none of them. Like, but, and so that's just what it all became. It was like, you know, this whole rivalry and all of those shooting guards of that era, Reggie. Uh, Kobe, uh, Allen Iverson. Reggie's an older era, but he still was playing. Kobe Allen Iverson, T-Mac, Vince Carter, you know, all these guys. It was, it was all in, in high school, and then everybody always used to pick, you know, who they went with. So years passed, and, you know, I was a LeBron James fan at a time, and then it was LeBron versus Kobe. It was all that stuff. I stopped being a LeBron fan. But it really wasn't until I got older, started to see, you know, what Kobe represented. That, expect that whole mama mentality and it really resonated with me and I think that's why it, it matters so much to the community, his passing and, and why he touched so many people is just we all see some of uh, Kobe in ourselves, that that desire to always work hard work, have yeah, that yeah, yeah. huge work ethic, I remember he, it, I think he lost to the, when they lost to the Detroit Pistons uh, Kobe in the off season put on like 30 pounds of muscle just mm-hmm. to like get stronger and and then he uh, made more attention to detail on defense. So I just think... So he just became such a big, larger-than-life person uh, to me. In terms of, you, know, uh, you know, loving basketball and loving who he was as a player. So, yeah, when he passed, it, it really hurt. It really felt like a family member. We lost someone close to us. So it was, tough yeah. day, man. It was a tough day. It was a tough, like, week, really, if you dig about it. Yeah, man. And, and I
0: think, bro, even it is crazy man even the other day uh i mentioned something oh yeah in relation to our show man because you know that our our uh, what our christmas day show man and anybody you out there this your first show tuning in go back and and you can go back and check out the previous shows that we Recorded, but uh, on our Christmas show, man, we we you know the uh, the Grinch Sixes was our, our yeah. shoe of the day, you know our shoe, our, our, our pick of the week. Um, mm-hmm. and I had a friend of mine, you know, who reached out to me, you know, big Kobe fan, and he was like, man, I bro, I still can't believe Kobe's gone. Yeah, man. <laughs> he
1: uh-huh. said he said it
0: still he said it still don't make sense to me, man. He said it, don't, it still no. don't make sense to me. So it's that's something that you know uh, I think we all for those of us sports fans non sports fans because you know Kobe had crossed over into the business world into the financial world I mean and even long before he was he was such a global icon that a lot of people knew him and knew of him you know, who weren't necessarily Laker fans or sports fans, just because he had crossed over. He did a little acting at one time. You know, yeah. he even he even released the. We ain't gonna talk about his rap career, but you know he oh, even right. tried
1: that. He was about that. The, children, the children <laughs> stories and stuff. He won a, uh, I think he won an Oscar for. He did. For it. So he had made. The, what do they say about athletes? Their second act. He had yes. already transitioned to his second act, and for basketball players, athletes in general. If you know the history of sports, that's always the most difficult part for Sorry athletes. to do. What to do next? Because they've yeah. been, they put so much into playing these games that they, yeah. their identity is wrapped into it. And so Kobe yeah. was able to find avenues for him to express himself artistically. It was just phenomenal. Like Kobe. Yeah. It, it was definitely, definitely he was, man. And you
0: know, Here's the thing for me, man, about Kobe that really won me over. I mean, for those of you who know, you know, by now I'm, I'm from Atlanta. I'm a Hawks fan. You know, I never really had a grudge against Kobe and Shaq. My biggest issue was, and you know, I know, I'm sure a lot of this was like a media narrative that painted I don't, because I don't know, because Shaq came back later and admitted his part to it. But for a long time, people were saying that Kobe was the reason Shaq left, all right? right? Yeah. Kobe right. ran him out of town. He went right. to the owner, and Dr. Buss was like, me or him, and Dr. Buss yeah. chose him. That was the story. So, so yeah. to me, that put Kobe in the light of this, oh, spoil, got to have it my way. You don't realize how good you got it. All right, you, might, you about to see, you about to suffer. All right, yeah. so Kobe, Kobe earned my respect, you know what I mean, when he when he suffered through those years. Cause they they lost after Shaq yeah. left. They lost. Yeah. He suffered like, through those years. years. Yeah, he suffered through those years. Like you said, he he continued to fight, fought his way back to the mountaintop. You know what I mean? One, two more. But the thing that really cemented my love and respect for Kobe was during his latter years when he switched, it was like he flipped a switch. All of a yeah. sudden, there was this nice Kobe who was willing to mentor yeah. people, bring yeah. people in, mentor them over the summer. And everybody's like, who is this guy?
1: Right. <laughs> what happened to the jerk that would, would be, like, <laughs> so smug with the media and players on his team? What happened to this guy? And, don't exactly know, and I mean. he still was Kobe, but but you you really got to witness a yeah. young kid because he came in yeah. the league at eighteen. You got to the go. a whole man mature. you have to watch him mature. Mature like has been in the yes. public eye like most of yeah. his life. So you got to really see him mature. And I think you I think you're speaking for most of us where you you have to respect the the evolution of a of a human being and watching absolutely, them go man. from um, this kid to this, you know, supremely talented man. Family absolutely, man. man. I think, you know, you and I we're girl dads. So, Absolutely. So, so <laughs> the, the, his relationship with his beautiful wife, Vanessa, and his girls, yeah. oh man, like, that day, I, like I said, you know, that whole week, it was crazy, and I remember dropping my girls off, I have two daughters, I remember dropping them off to school, and yeah, I just hugged man. them a little tighter that day. Yeah, it was, it was a little tighter that day. How can you
0: not? Yeah. yeah you know, how can you not, man? I, I definitely hugged my daughter a whole lot tighter you know, after that, and, and made sure that I was intentional about spending time with her, man, because you just never know. But listen, man, wow, uh, I, we could definitely do, we could do this whole show on Kobe, man. But, oh, right. <laughs> you know, we 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 promised the viewers two more uh, yeah, right. two more topics, man. So, uh, all right, so we're going to close out this segment with saying, okay, I know that there was a lot of tributes for Kobe, man. So if, if you had a chance, man, to think about, like, What what sneaker for you do you think best and it may be hard to pick one, which one, which sneaker for you best kind of paid tribute or paid homage? You know what I mean? Or kind of encapsulated or or help, you know, bring people to a place, you know, to where they felt like, you know, this this sneaker for you kind of honored Kobe and his
1: legacy. It, it was a, that was the, it was so tough thinking about it because it was yeah, so man. many people wear so many different things. So many, and and if you notice right now, like since Kobe passed, pretty much everyone wears a pair of his silhouettes. Like if Absolutely. you watch like, any NBA game right now, people are wearing Kobe's silhouettes. AD was wearing, like his silhouettes throughout the playoffs. Like he yep. only wore only and,
0: and Kobe's. Only wore
1: Kobe's. Yeah, and he wore the Mamba shirts and. The, the guy I always think about in terms of footwear that pays homage to Kobe, DeMar DeRozan. There DeMar DeRozan, DeRozan was the, he's one of the guys, he's literally only wore Kobe's his whole career. Yeah. I think Kobe's, he's only worn Kobe's and all different colors. So just him, so it's more so not so, yeah. not so much a sneaker uh, p- per se, but the individual who always wears them, like DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he, he I rock with like that. But for me, it's just like I have pairs of Kobe's. Like yeah. I, I'm annoyed right now because the the loser resellers are doing too much. <laughs> going <laughs> too crazy. crazy. They're going like <laughs> a few have, profiting off of pain. Like so, the real yeah. thing is to get to get the, the 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 different pieces of art that they like about their player. Because these That's resellers true. in the sneaker market, and of course, we'll talk about them in a, in a later date. But <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> <but> you, <laughs> our, people can, our people listening And you can hear my chagrin and frustration when it comes to resellers. <laughs> it's a lovely <laughs> thing. but So they've marked up the prices so crazy for Kobe's. is ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so just in general, everybody's been... So it's really just the fact that everybody now is wearing Kobe's all the time. That to me is the biggest tribute you can give. It's almost like, like... yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, bro. And and I couldn't. And man, that's a that's a that's a that's a very uh, astute point about uh, Demar Derozan, man. Because we know how LA he is. He's LA through and through, man. So it makes sense that you know him being an All Star caliber, you know, player himself. Still, you know, he it lets you know he grew up in that era you know okay. where people you know kobe was that guy you know what yeah. i'm saying kobe was that guy for them man so that was a very astute point man for me like i said it was it was hard like you said so many people did so many wonderful tributes and they're going to continue i believe it because this is this is going to going to that's going to be something a part of the the global basketball community uh, kobe is cemented as an icon so, but for me, it was the um, uh, Quavo, you know, from the Migos wore the the Kobe 11s at the 2020 All-Star Game, custom airbrushed with Kobe and Gigi, man. Those, those joints were, when I saw those, I was like, man, because it had, it had Kobe with the jersey in his mouth and it had Gigi with the jersey in her mouth, just like she did, just like her dad, man. So when I saw mm-hmm. that, I was like, man, that was amazing. That was amazing. So, yeah, but like I said, there were so many out there, man. It was hard to pick one just like you, Mike, man. But uh, shout to everybody who's still holding down the mama and and especially, man, we send our prayers and and continued support to his family, you know, as Mm -hmm. they continue to grieve, man, during this time, man. So, wow. All right, man. So if that one wasn't heavy enough, we're going to do our best guys. Mm -hmm. We're going to do our best to try to encapsulate, this next one, but it, we we know we we cannot let this review this twenty twenty review go by without talking about it. So, the next one is the 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 Black Lives Matter movement. Now, let me let me try to put this into perspective. Uh, right after everything, everybody's trying to get a hold of everything that's happening with 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 Kobe. We we start to see more and more that police brutality have become mm-hmm. more and more on full display. We think about first Ahmad Arbery, who was killed February 23rd, right? Unjustly mm-hmm. killed, hunted like an animal, right? Mm-hmm. Then we got Breonna Taylor. Boom, if that's not enough, Breonna Taylor comes right back March 13th, right? So you think mm-hmm. about J- January, Kobe, February, Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, uh, March, you got Breonna Taylor. And then everybody's still reeling from this George Floyd died May 25th. And so Mm -hmm. to me, bro, that's when the levy broke. You know what I mean? That's when the levy broke, man, because it was, it was, I know how I was feeling because there's, there's a, there's a term that we use, you know, um, for those, for those of us who, who who work in, you know, you work in counseling and things like that. It's called Mm -hmm. compound grief. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And it, can, yeah. and it can take you to a place where, you know, you will become overwhelmed. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, it can take you to a, either destructive place. But if guided, it can help you get to a healthy place. But right. that's what we saw in our world. And like I said, these are not local things. We saw this throughout the world. I saw, listen, Amish, Amish communities coming out saying Black right. Lives Matter. You see what I'm saying? And we know that they are pacifists. They usually don't get involved in matters. As, as a matter of fact, they are advised and, and by their teachers not to get involved in matters of this world, right? right. But we see global communities. You talk about people in Portugal in Spain mm-hmm. and people down in Australia, people in mm-hmm. Frankfurt, Germany, you name it. They were coming out saying no Black Lives matter man and 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 i and as i was doing some research for the show uh one of the authors for the la time uh erica smith she said this and it kind of and it kind of uh got me thinking she said this was the year that black lives matter was recognized as more than just a moment it became Mm -hmm. a movement you know a worldwide movement man and so those were kind of the feelings that i was feeling man like you said the the sadness and the grief we were already feeling from these other events man they just it's like it just burst it's like it just burst man so it's hard to kind of encapsulate mike so i'm gonna give you the floor man because i know that this for, for for our our listeners who may know you personally they know that this is a big part of who you are you know you're you're a huge advocate you know, for 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 ADOs, African descendants descendants of slavery, we know that the the black plight in America is dear to your heart, man. So, mm-hmm. if you can, bro, just try to encapsulate how you were feeling about this whole thing as it relates to police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement this year,
1: man, man. The, uh, it's funny how you said, if you can, because you know me. If man, you can, I really, I do. You know, I, I really, The whole show will be derailed because we'll just talk about this. So, yes, I'm definitely, you know, this this is one of my, my you know, just something that I, I'm so deeply entrenched in, in studying, learning, caring about, you know. I, I went to my first protest this year, you know. Uh, yeah. So this is just uh, after the George Floyd situation. Yeah, um, it was just so much it, it really you know a lot of people describe it as like a powder keg and it was like ready to explode but you know just I, I look at these events and, and you like you said compound grief and, and if, yeah. you, if, we, if we wrestle if, if you first embrace this the history of America and then wrestle with it uh, mm-hmm. particularly in the West community then you're it's almost like you're in a perpetual state of compound mm, grief. that's because- so true because you know so much, like, uh, you, you talk about 1619, the first uh, African slaves come here uh, from J- mm-hmm. uh, Jamestown, Virginia, and you fast mm-hmm. forward, then you deal with 246 years of slavery, then you do 100 mm-hmm. years of Jim and Jane Crow, redlining, mm-hmm. uh, lynchings, uh, all of these different convict leasing, you have all of this different uh, brutality, and you see that there's this, uh, leading all of mass incarceration, leading up to this police brutality, and you look mm. at police and how they how their original um, formation is kind of slave patrols where they would be out to capture slaves and hang them or do different things. So when you look at this violence towards black bodies and you mm-hmm. see you see Ahmad Arbery being hunted down by vigilantes because these mm-hmm. are not police. Mm-mm. These are vigilantes coming to mm-hmm. murder. And then you have the you have Brianna Taylor. We and what was interesting about that one is it happens in March. We don't find out till like, April or May. We, there you go. We're finding out later things are being leaked. No one deals with it. Then. And, and you're absolutely correct. Once George Floyd happens, everyone steps back and says, all right, guys. That's we're, it. We're, that's it. Enough is enough. That's and then, it. if that weren't, wasn't enough, then we have the Jacob Blake situation in Kenosha. There you go. There you all, go. All the NBA players do a work stoppage for a day. So it's just, it's over, and we still have situations happening. So yeah. it, 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 right, where I am in San Antonio, there was a young man named Damian Daniels that was killed by police, and he was mm-hmm. just struggling with mental health issues. So it's over and mm-hmm. over and over. And to me, it speaks to this larger issue that is going on in this country, as I've mentioned, from 1619 till now, 401 years, about the ways in which um, particularly... Uh, quote unquote, black people, but mostly when we talk about black people in the history of black people in America, we're talking about the ADOS community, American descendants of slavery. We're talking mm-hmm. about that community when we're talking about mm-hmm. black people. We're seeing all of this violence happen to us because it's a sim- the, the police and their brutality towards us serve as a symptom of the larger problem of white supremacy and racism that happens within America and we mm-hmm. see it on every level in economics, in education, in in uh, in unemployment. We see it on every level of the mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. of black people. And so, this outcry of Black Lives Matter. The it, the implicit question is, do we? That's mm. what the question is. It's it's being really asked. Do we matter? And mm-hmm. how? And wh- what is the evidence that we do? And so, mm-hmm. you keep, and so now, and this is why I'm a, a big proponent of um, reparations for, for ADOS and a true Black agenda. Because Absolutely. You, because at some point, if you keep putting Band-Aids on gunshot wounds, the person's yeah. probably still going to die. They're so at some point, you have to start dealing with not giving someone, when they have a headache, giving them a, um, a aspirin, And somebody that got shot in the head, give them an aspirin. No, you have to give specific things to deal with a specific problem. The aspirin may help the person with the headache. The aspirin's not going to help the person that has cerebral hemorrhaging. So now is the time where, because the thing about police brutality and police in general, police work just not for our community. Mm -hmm. They do a job in rich communities. The, mm-hmm. the rich, rich, particularly white communities. They, well, they love the police. They can call them they, yeah. time, they protect them. They do everything that the the picture of police or uh, uh, the the idea of police, everything they're supposed to do. They do in communities that they respect. But mm-hmm. they've okay. been trained to to be this way towards our community because again, mm-hmm. the culture has cultivated this type of response to our community, and Absolutely. so. It, is the time to start dealing with the specific ills of our communities, and once you start infusing capital first, and then starting to work with these um, the infrastructure around our communities, so that places, for example, like Lowndes County, Alabama, where they have hookworms in their in their sewer, they don't even have adequate sewage in mm. the richest country in human history. They don't have adequate sewage. These are some of these issues that yeah. all. Play even with Jacob Blake and notice noting that in that community of Wisconsin that community half of the, the, the half of the community of black people is prisons mm. so you think half of the community is, a, is prisons and you think about where uh, George Floyd comes from in his community of Houston and and the poverty that's there. so it's all a part of so if we, we I don't want us to zero in on police, without looking at that larger, larger, larger picture, picture. yeah, been going on in this for so long, yeah, man,
0: yeah, well said, man, well said, well said, and, and for some of our international listeners, you know, who may be trying to just get an understanding on on what we're talking about when we say Black Lives Matter, Mike, I think Mike put it into terms very well we're 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 not saying black lives matter and other lives don't right the but but what we are saying is black lives matter too we're not yeah. asking we're not asking for special privilege we're not asking for special privilege all we want is the same equal opportunity that was promised to us that's it that's what we're asking for you see what I'm well, my- saying
1: But my brother, here's the thing, though. We are asking now. Now we have to ask for special privilege because we, so you think about it like this. Mm -hmm. If somebody is, is, uh, and LBJ talked about it in, I think it was 65 or 68, when he Mm -hmm. was having a conversation at Howard, and he Mm -hmm. was talking about how we basically said once we allow the black man to be free, that now he is on equal footing with the white man. But he mm-hmm. talked, and he gave this analogy of they're both at running a race, and the black man gets his chains released, and but you, but they're both not at the starting point. The 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 white man already has like a fifty yard head start. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, there is a moment where that's where we talk about the specificity. This is now the moment where you have to specifically address this our communities and do something special. Dr. King talked about that. Mm-hmm. America did something special to, to to put the black man at the bottom or excuse me, the black... Mm, yeah, I see here. I see, I see. ...to bring the black man out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Said, uh-huh. talk about the black community. So it is this point where we are saying that's why we highlight when people are saying black lives, it's almost like when you're talking about cancer, it's not to say that if you if you say uh, breast cancer awareness, mom, is not to say that no other cancers matters. It exactly, says, uh, I, it says I'm putting my. If you go um, donate to a breast cancer uh, awareness uh, organization, you are giving money specifically to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. It is not to say that the, the other can- pancreatic cancer doesn't matter, but it's saying I want this money specifically to go to breast cancer research. And mm-hmm. so, I, words. I want something special, specific for this group, and so I do believe now is the time where we need to start asking for it. Mm. Yeah, and I think that remember that's that challenge, bro. The challenge is going to be: Are you willing to sacrifice for somebody else to get something that you may not get? That's
0: a challenge. That's it, and and that's that's yeah, very well said, man. Very well said. Very well said. And and that's that's something that is very true, man. And and absolutely. Absolutely. I could not agree more, brother. I could not agree more. Uh Man. Wow. Like I said, we could definitely do a whole show on this topic. There, there is. Right. so. <laughs> like I said, I, I told our listeners in the beginning and, and I do apologize. Is this this study is not going to be exhaustive. But if you guys rock with us, you know, there will be other times and other shows. where We will continue to unpack this as we go forward, because a lot of it is is directly affected, too. Uh, the way our culture you know um uh interacts or intersects with the world, and so we will we will definitely be be unpacking all of this as we go forward man so wow wow now, again thank you mike man i know that this is this mm-hmm. is this is uh you you are a voice uh in in the community that I trust when it comes to uh uh things concerning you know um the the plight of um, African descendants of slavery, man, and everything. So I, I thank you again for your insight on this, man. Um, if you could, if if you if you had to to pick a shoe that would kind of encapsulate e- what was happening this year, as it relates to the Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, and all of
1: that. If you could pick a shoe, uh, what what would that shoe be? Or oh, speaking, my, brother, my brother, this is an easy one um soon, because when i thought about it i was like no i know exactly uh which shoe that that going on and it was yeah. um jamal murray jamal murray wore okay. um yo, yo can you hear me bro yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm it was with you, bro. jamal murray wore a pair of he is he wore a pair of his shoes i'm trying to pull up it's his george floyd shoes and he wore them, and I think he scored okay. like fifty. And this was in the first round against uh, against the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and he was doing a post game interview, and it was just yeah. a picture of George Floyd um, on his shoes that he airbrushed. And he he got emotional talking about. He wore it the whole first round, and yeah, and he wore those. those. And it was like. It, it had George Ford and i think it also had Brianna Taylor on him and those to me yeah. it, and again his performance during the um during the finals it just all played into it and it just really painted this this it, it, it expressed the emotion it expressed uh the the celebration and doing something on behalf of someone else like dedication cuz he's like dedicating the, those games and those performances to Brianna and George and their families. So it was Mm -hmm. those to me, that was the best tribute. And that was the best sneaker that just kind of exemplified all of our pain and and grief in one sneaker. But this player kind of in some way harnessing that pain or channeling that energy to, to propel his team and to propel himself. So yeah, those were the ones. Yeah, man.
0: That's it, bro. That's it, man. That's 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 a great choice, man. And for me, man, you know, when I think about it, bro, going out protesting and all of that, man, I just think about the all-black Air Force One, bro. Yeah. It was like all-black everything for me. I was like, you know, we mean business. When you know, when you see somebody wearing, the, I know all-black Air Force Ones have a, yes, have a reputation, but listen, do. when you put them on and you go out, you you a <laughs>
1: bad reputation now. Yeah, they I used to wear them when I was younger. I don't wear them anymore. But...
0: <laughs> but to me, it's like, listen, you know, with, with everything that's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, we we standing against police brutality, we standing against right. systematic racism, we mean business. You know what I'm saying? We showing up, we mean business. Yeah, that, that's what it's about, man. Woo! So yeah, man. All right. So if that one wasn't heavy enough, we moving on to topic number three, man. If y'all still with us, uh, we really appreciate y'all, man. And uh, so the third one, this this one, this one uh, was another one that affected us as a global community, put so many people at odds, you know, with each other, with 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 other places. You know, there was so much rhetoric and and, and foolishness coming mm-hmm. from the White House and and other places and 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 so of course you know i have we could not do a year in review without talking about the coronavirus so uh man this this thing came in like gangbusters and and i think the biggest part about it for me bro was that so many medical professionals and people who we looked to did not know exactly what we were dealing wow. with right And so that caused a lot of uncertainty or, or, or either they didn't know or they were trying to hide that they knew. So they wouldn't cause panic. I don't know, but either, either way it go, (laughs) it caused a lot of layoffs, businesses, closing cities, closing, people were required to stay home for the first time in my adult life. I mean, my life ever, I don't remember anything like this. And so, man, it was, it was crazy. You know, we, it, it prevented us from being able to go and, and, you know, be a part of, of um, celebrations wow. for loved ones, even funerals, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, uh, my patients, man, you know, for those of you who may not know, you know, I work full time as a, as a, as a healthcare chaplain. And then a lot of the families that I care for were unable to, you know, be with their loved ones, you know, as they passed away uh, due to restrictions related to coronavirus. So this, it's easy to say that this virus like, literally turned our world upside down. And, and I think it um, allowed us uh, in one light to really slow down and, and see what's important in life. And, and I also think, man, it, it caused us to kind of band together and say, listen, we got to mm-hmm. do what we can do at the same time it tore families yeah. apart because you got these people over here saying you know we don't care we want we want to go All back right. to our lives by All any right. means necessary we don't care if people die and then you got people over here saying no if we just get together we can flatten the curve you know what i mean and come up with a strategic plan All you know right. to go forward man so mike if if you can put this into words again i you know i'm kind of putting a heavy okay. another heavy one on you bro but how did how did this for you, man? In twenty twenty, how did this coronavirus yo, thing? Yo, this uh, thing was so
1: crazy, bro. I think every, I think what you just described, all of the varying emotions and and particularly yeah. all those varying uh, positions to stand on. I think I was on every position throughout this whole night. <laughs> 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 right. oh, at some like, point <laughs> like, oh this is ridiculous guys I was with the president like oh uh, Donald Trump I was like all right guys it'll be over in April stop over exaggerating and I was at that right. point where I was like look at the statistics right. how many of you are actually gonna like get coronavirus and then I was at the point, I, I've been all over the spectrum as a really oh masks. why do we have to wear a masks? masks don't work blah 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 like yo, I think I've been I've been all <laughs> across the gamut, bro. And that is, and I think it, it truly sure. um, epitomizes what I believe we've all felt during this these these last eight or nine months of dealing with this pandemic. Something we haven't seen in over a hundred years. Like the last crazy one was the flu yeah. of nineteen eighteen. So we experienced you uh, go. a global pandemic to this scale. In a century, so it's just it, this kind of, you know, the, the 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 term is new normal. Like this, just idea that you can't see people. You, you really it, you, like Zoom is making trillions of dollars, probably now. Like all on Zoom. <laughs> That's and true. Most people, I think, at this point are like completely zoomed out. Like, if I have to see another person on a box, I'm gonna scream. Like, so. <laughs> it's just been just a, a roller coaster, you know. Uh, Vivian Green, the great R and singer, sang her emotional roller coaster. That's what this has yeah. been, and so yeah. you're just trying to. There you go. Every day is like a, a <laughs> new. It's almost like a challenge to navigate. You have to get comfortable with sitting in the house all the time, working from home, and and me. This was my first year in full time pastoral ministry, so that's. I'm one of those like right. people that like to be outside all the time so this kind of prevents you being outside exactly. and kind of touching the people in the way that you would like to so it's just been a, a the main word is adjustment everybody's just it, had man. to do it and just it, make these different adjustments and you said yeah. something while we were offline and you and i, I think it's important that, that i brought i always hate when people say you said something offline and then they make it online it's like well bro if i said it offline why are you making it public but so, you know, so the reason why I made it. I'm making it public great. is because I think people need to hear it, and it's something that I never thought about. And you said we were talking about mass, and you said, you know, people should just say to themselves, for well, this one moment, can you can it just can you just think about somebody else? Can it just be about? Somebody else yeah, I think, and you 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 said it better than that. I I I did. But it is this like. This has been the moment to galvanize. It, d- it divided and galvanized us in so many different yeah. ways. And so yeah. no, as we where I am now with this whole pandemic and dealing with it is just trying to find this, this normalcy yeah. as opposed yeah. to normal. We'll never be normal uh, 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 yeah. is normal in, in the way there we go. operate, but we want some level of normalcy. It's
0: true. It's true, man. And and I think you, you, know, I, I, I don't you know, I'm honest, remember. man. It's just me. But I think I think I think people at some point. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think at some point people have kind of resigned to the fact that going back to the way things were before COVID, I don't know if that's gonna ever happen. But we're we're just hoping to uh, be able to adjust and get back to a place where we're able to meet and and be able to exist in community again. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing. We, 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 we are communal people. We are communal people. We were created that way. We are, we are at our best, you know, when we work in community, you know, and when we, when we seek counsel, from one another. And when we, you know, take ideas and share, not take, I'm sorry, <laughs> share ideas with one another and,
1: Sometimes and help.
0: It. <laughs> Sometimes take them, <go. laughs> But when we exist in community, that's when we're at our best. However, I do think, I do think this was the coronavirus brought mm-hmm. about a somber reality, which is, especially here in the West. Cause you know, we live here in the West. We live in the United States. And over Uh here, man, materialism is O-D. Materialism is O-D, right? You start to realize, man, and you start, and I hope people really got to understand what are the things that are the things that are most Uh important in life, man. You know what I mean? Which is if God has blessed you to have a family, you know what I mean? Love on that family. I hope that, I hope that, your people understand, like, it's not about, you know, buying all these gifts and taking expensive trips. Those things are nice, and I'm not against that. I try to do that for my family and friends whenever I can, right? However, but just just the fact that I couldn't go home and see my dad for Christmas. You see what I'm saying? Just be, and, and it's not even about, you know, being big gifts or whatever. Just being able to sit in his living room and talk to him about mm. James Bond. My dad was a big James Bond fan, you know? Of course, I could talk to him I over did, the phone, man. and I did. And I'm thankful for that, right? I'm thankful for that. I wouldn't, didn't want to do anything to put him in danger. But there's little yeah. things like that that kind of stick with me to say, right. no, These are this is what's important. Being able to have loved ones that you can just sit in their presence, feel their energy, you know, and, and be surrounded by love and that aura, you know what I mean? And be, be thankful for that, man. And and so I hope that people understand because a lot of people, man, I was listening to uh, different people talk, man, about how many millions and millions of dollars they lost this year. Cause they couldn't go out and do all of that, you know, and all of that. And I was just like, but listen, I was saying to myself, but you still, you know, God has blessed you with your life, health and strength, man. And so your family A lot of people not only lost that, but they lost family too this year. You know, so many people lost family and our our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to anybody who's listening right now. If you lost family, you know, due to uh, coronavirus related uh, illnesses, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to you. And um, man, but Mike, we cannot close this show, man, because for me. The biggest thing I gotta say, a big and then send a oh, big yeah. salute, man, to Absolutely. our first responders, man. I mean, yeah. they are the heroes, bro. They are the heroes of this whole, this whole pandemic, bro. They were literally frontline you know, putting themselves. Our teachers, you know, I don't know if
1: they, if, they, if they categorize teachers as first responders, but they are first responders. As a parent, like teachers should be the they highest are. paid people in the world. Like, dude, my God. I'm telling you, man. So, yeah, shout out to them, bro. Shout out to
0: Shout out to them, man. Shout out to them, bro. And so Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about a shoe to kind of a sneaker to kind of epitomize um for the coronavirus man you know um I was thinking of different things because you know a lot of people were in the house I was thinking oh maybe the maybe like a slide like the Nike slide the Adidas slide or maybe the Yeezy slide or something like that man but you know when I was thinking about the first responders I was like you know the shoe that came to my mind is is like that comfortable shoe that our nurses and doctors wear, man. And so I was researching a few blogs and man, and that ASICs have a nice shoe that a lot of nurses say, give out five, five out of five stars, man. The ASICs Nova blast 12, man. So that's true. I know different, you know, there are some out there who, you know, they wear the, uh, the air max, man, the vapor max, you know, and then some of them, they, you know, they wear the NMDs, man, but our nurses, doctors, teachers, firefighters whoever you are whatever you wear man that this 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 segment was dedicated to you thank you man so what about you mike man what what did you think of man Man, when you was thinking about a a shoe or something man i don't know uh,
1: but But anyways And we I'm, know I'm, this, I'm, but, bro, we we go get it. i don't make me derail, so, but baby, I was triggered. It's your fault. You said a trigger board for me, I hate paper <laughs> but, um, so, <laughs> so, Yo, You differently thinking about it. Uh, the whole pandemic, and you talking about how you know we pretty much everybody stuck in the house, but you you did have to go out at some point, whether it was to the mall or to get food or something. So yeah, I, you did. I think I speak for all the sneakerheads yeah. where you had a pandemic pair, where you there was a pair you wore intentionally to get fly. This is not a pair you normally would worn to an event or something. But you used them all <laughs> as an excuse and you was randomly just I want to go get As bad an excuse. And you use that as an excuse to put on one of your flyest pairs. And I remember early on in the pandemic, I was like, yo, I'm sick there of this. Go. I can't do anything. I want to wear my kicks. And so I put on my my Kobe Nines, my what the Kobe Nines, and I just went to the I just went to Walmart and walked around flexing yeah. in Walmart. With my Kobe Nines on. And I, and, uh, bro, the other day after we have recorded one of our episodes, bro, I went in Walmart and we're still in a pandemic, bro. I saw yes. someone with the Bread 11s on. In the, in Walmart, in Walmart with Nike shorts, <laughs> with the Bread 11s on. I was like, see, I'm not the only one, bro. You've seen it consistently yeah, over no, the past nine months. People showing up at Walmart flexing it, like I'm, thinking, oh, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. <laughs> so that's what I thought about when I talk about pandemic. When I thought about the the the, the shoe that epitomizes the pandemic, every right. shoe, it, your freshest shoe, I've seen it in the Walmart. <laughs> I, I've seen your I've freshest seen shoe, Jordans at Walmart. I've seen everything <laughs> oh, in Walmart, bro. People are gonna get fly. Bro. Because this sneaker culture is there, and like Whoa. you talked about, you know, not we we are a consumerist society, and like wow. you said, we all have to recognize what's more valuable. Yeah. And so, uh, too often, people buy sneakers and let them sit places and never wear them. When they're to wear them. They put yeah. them. but now they you put saw put people in them. That's had true. It like now nah, I'm gonna wear my stuff. I'm Value these things because I don't know when the next time I'm gonna joints. be able to flex them. So I'm aware of it. I'm sure people there you cracked go. out kicks they had never worn and was like, "Yo, I'm a, I'm, yo, Walmart. They ain't gonna know what's gonna hit them. This Rite Aid. They are gonna see these kicks. This Walgreens. They are gonna see these twelves. Like I'm telling you, man. So that, that to me is what this, this all, uh, this whole pandemic and sneaker culture. All the sneaker sneakerheads came with they best just to go. <laughs> Just to go do random stuff.
0: (laughs) And you know what's crazy, man, when you said that, bro? Uh I was online, man, and uh rapper Lil Boosie said, man, he said this was probably like May or or June. He said, Man, Walmart is the new club. He said, I get fly, put on my best jewelry, my best clothes, and we just go. I mean, I take my kids and say we just go walk around Walmart. It was crazy it was crazy dude but listen this is one more thing when you said that about the jordan 11s it reminded me man i saw a guy and and i was you know when you see a guy like wearing some rare sneakers right in a place where you wouldn't think they would show up you 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 uh-huh. glance but you don't want to stare right so i saw a guy wear a pair of don see? c jordan twos in walmart see i'm telling see, you bro nobody
1: walmart. was gonna let them stop the shine bro it, was, I like, going
0: like it. I was like but those those are those are those yeah. shoes resell for like five yeah. figures yeah. you got these on in Walmart, right? but you but you know what though i think it had a lot to do with what you said bro what good are these shoes gonna do bro it's sitting in my closet and with the way things are going with this pandemic you know god forbid not trying to sound morbid but if it should claim my life I never even got a chance to even wear these, or enjoy these. You know, those dons,
1: Because the two are saying? probably the worst, Jordan. Ever. That's the worst silhouette ever. Everyone knows them. Like, that's a horrible silhouette. Those dons, <laughs> those are, like you said, they go for how many yeah. thousands of dollars Bro, I'm not. I'm not leaving these on the shelf when I don't know when I'm, I'm ever going to be able to go to that super event or anything. I don't know if it's going to be anything more. No, bro. I'm putting these on, exactly. and, I'm, and I'm gonna do what happened to you. I'm gonna bust somebody's head. Somebody gonna look down at me. Bust some. I was trying but, not to stare. I was like, I "That I what don't listen, listen. I don't care about. I used to care about what? staring at people's. feet. My man the other day with them bread elevens. I was looking like, oh. and I. <laughs> and I felt bad, too, because I, 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 that's the competitive in me. The competitor in me, I had on some dusty kicks that I played yeah. ball in. I was like, now I said, see, next time. I, I relaxed. <laughs> I wore Kobe nines earlier in the pandemic. And I was like, let me just chill. It's the mall. I'm going in quick. <laughs> now I'm not doing that no more. Nope. I'm going in. <laughs> I looked at him. Yeah. I, look I said, bro, what am I doing now? Like, yeah. What am I doing?
0: oh man but bro listen uh thanks again man for 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 bro this is this has been a great show man this is our last show uh for the year and uh man 2020 wasn't all bad because you know what bro we started this show man so look at that man so it wasn't all bad man it gave us the opportunity to connect with some people man people who love sneakers who love good stories man And, uh, listen, I did not have, I apologize to our listeners. I did not have a a sneaker pick of the week. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we were dealing with some heavy topics. Uh, we talked about some different sneakers along the way, man. We want to do, we do want to give another shout out to our first responders, man. And to all of those who are on front lines, as well as our, as well as, you know, our scientists, man, people behind the scenes, in them labs, lab coats. You know, I want to give them some some shine too, man. I don't know if it's any scientists out there, people who, who y'all tune into the show. Hit us up, man. We want to know what y'all, what kind of sneakers y'all be rocking when y'all in them labs, man. What what, what y'all be rocking, man? Let us know. We want to know. Hit us up. Follow us at Sabbath Sneakers on Instagram, man, and hit us up. Let us know, man. And uh, as always, you know, this is your boy, patience. Wow. And, you know, I got my man Mike...